Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You are immersed in the Wes and Walker Show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming. 704-570-9610. Hit up those social folks. Hit the follow button. Wesson Walker Show on Twitter. Walker's Twitter at Walker Mail. My Twitter at Westcott Range. Hit up the WFNZ Twitter as well. And Fitty's Instagram, HTB underscore Josh. You can connect with us all through there and the WFNZ Instagram. And hell, I'll throw my Instagram in there too. Westcott Range 704. All right. Are we going to see some thirst trap pictures that you've been taking you just recently? Might. You just on, might. on the ground. I got a few of those. I've thrown a few of those up in my time. In my time. <laughs> the smile lit off to the side. Yeah, Maybe you know. Good. You know, but it's only oh, for not, one. Oh, there's a camera it's, it's only to trap one woman now. I like when she comments mm-hmm. on my pictures. You, you know go. what I'm saying? I, I like it's that. a good man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. All right. So, also speaking of catching somebody's eye, a lot of these prospects in the draft, we've been talking about the quarterbacks a lot at number one. But number 39 – uh, you know, we've been talking about that a bit as well. Different wide receivers that we've liked and dream scenarios for the Panthers. And there are a few guys uh, that I've targeted that I think would be, you know, you could either go. We talked about this. This could be a luxury selection, a position of strength, or it could be a position uh, of need. And I'm definitely going to go to a position of strength. That Walker's probably not going to like very much. He's probably going to poo-poo this okay. and then pay the service $10 to come and get it uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, said? and it'll be the best thing you ever do. Right. It, it's every Wednesday. Yeah, just happened today. Big shout to Poop911. <laughs> so my first dream prospect for the Pens is that I think that they could get that could really make them dynamic. Again, Walker won't like this, but Jameer Gibbs, the running back. Oh, he'd be fun. From Alabama. Oh, I'm shocked. Okay. So I, I would go somewhere else, but Jameer Gibbs as being a a dynamic guy out of the backfield. Yeah, he'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, you're talking about uh, 436, 40 yard dash at 5'9, 199 pounds. That's stout, though. You hit a 199, but on a 5'9 frame, he's thick. Uh, you talk about 2,132 rushing yards at 24 all purpose uh, touchdowns. And he's de- uh, he's described as a rare, rare skill set as a receiver out of the backfield in a modern era where the expectation for running backs is to be able to offer value as a runner and a receiver. He exceeds those. And the draft network, one of my sources, calls him the best pass catching hybrid. Well, as far as just where I get information. No, you're good. One of the you best. Sound like you got sources with. Oh, no, 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 no. You're good. One of the best pass catching hybrid running backs that has entered the draft in the past 10 years. I like him a lot because he was at Georgia Tech before he was at Alabama. So definitely covered my fair share of Jameer Gibbs. And you can check out his highlights and more on the ACCDN. We got the Georgia Tech days for you. But yeah, I think he would be sick for the Panthers to get because he would offer you a dynamic option in a run game, even though it seems like in the NFL, guys don't return punts or kicks anymore hardly at all. I know because the kickers kick it through the end zone, but just as far as you just don't get a lot of returns like that. But I think as far as out of the backfield, he would provide a McCaffrey-like option as far as a guy that would be a mismatch on yeah. linebackers and things of that nature. Also, though, he's pretty good between the tackles. And, oh, yeah, if he gets one step 
Strike up the band. I guess in the NFL, there's no band. Strike up the music that you want to play because he's going to be out of there. Yeah, I, I like Jameer Gibbs a lot, and it's because of all of the things that you just said. I, I'm not going to take him at 39, given the amount of picks that you have. Okay, wait, before you keep going, Okay, I just want to present something to you in that scenario where you say you wouldn't take him. Now, yeah. if, if a lot of the receivers are gone that you like, mm-hmm. now you want a receiver, mm-hmm. though, Yeah, this guy with what he can do in the passing game, he would be a great option to come in and give you another pass catcher out of backfield that is dynamic. No, he would. Oh, no, 100%. That is definitely a part of his game, and I would, I would, I would like it. It would be one of those things where my heart would love it a lot more than just kind of thinking about the other needs for this team. Yeah. I'm not going to come away hating the Jameer Gibbs selection at 39, even if he lasts that long, which maybe could go a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson's going to be the top running back taken. No doubt about that. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs could sneak into the first round. So so if that happens, then I, I you know, I guess I would understand it. Wes, I just wouldn't like paying Miles Sanders what you did and using your 39th overall selection on a running back as well. Sure. Because he's coming into the league at the same exact time as Miles Sanders gets the big contract. And so I guess you could do the whole grooming thing, but with running backs, this is kind of the advantage of taking one so early mm-hmm. is being able to have him go out there on a smaller contract. And then if you wanted to move off of him when it's time to pay him the second go around, you could, or you could keep him for whatever type of money. I just wouldn't like paying Miles Sanders that much money when you could add Deontay Foreman back. Okay. For 3 million for, you know, one year, maybe you could have paid him two years, 8 million, whatever, and then go get Jameer Gibbs. I would have liked that situation a lot better than, signing Miles Sanders for the amount you did and then using 39 to go get Jameer Gibbs because then you have to wait a long time Mm -hmm. before you get to some of the other needs you have like wide receiver, like Ed Rusher, and possibly some offensive line depth. I think though in this league, weapons is the name of the game. You look at the San Francisco's, you look at Philly, you look at Kansas City, you look at uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think you can have enough weapons and I think that's what he will present. Plus, like I said, being dynamic at that 4-3-6-40 and he plays 4-3-6. There's a difference in running. Like That's what I was saying with Miles Murphy. No, I like he it. doesn't play four five two at that size, in my opinion. But Jameer Gibbs plays four three six, and I think he would give you uh, a nice weapon out of the back foot that would really stress uh, the defense. Well, and he kind of reminds me um, a, a little bit more of Alvin Kamara as far as the path of transferring. Nice you know, the, doing the Alabama. I like a Pacheco comp too from Kansas City. I think they're very. Similar. I think, but I think Gibbs is way better pass catcher as well as mm-hmm. just a fluent route runner Mm -hmm. I think way better in that area and that's where Camara was so good and he was also I believe he was an Alabama transfer to Tennessee if I'm not mistaken I think that's what he was was. right so you have they had a ridiculous run yeah it was crazy and so yeah that would be interesting I look that that's the best way to describe it for me I would like the pick I I wouldn't do it here I think my my brain would tell me to go after a receiver or an edge rusher there okay but I would like Jameer Gibbs as a Panther he'd be a lot of fun I got one more for you yep how about Little used tight end out of Georgia, Darnell Washington, at the 6'7", 264, 46440. His 1.57 10-yard split placed him second among combine tight ends. So that means he's twitchy. He can go. All right. His uh, also had the top 20-yard shuttle. So this is a guy with some crazy athleticism. Only 45 career catches, only three touchdowns and 770 yards. There are guys that have that. I think Brock, uh, what's the guy's name? Brock for uh, Georgia, um, number 19, the really Brock Bowers. I think he probably has that in about eight weeks of play. 
But this is a guy that, you know, they use them more for blocking with that big body. But I think with more uh, targets and in an offense that would kind of look for him a little bit more, I think this could be a guy that could be a dominant or rough, maybe Jimmy Graham-esque, where you could kind of put him out there. Uh, is he so? Ha- is he that tall? I didn't hear the yeah, height. Yeah, he's 6'7". Yeah, that's big dude. 6'7", so, 265. So d- despite the height, despite, I guess, that kind of size, some of the other stuff matches a lot of the evaluation we had with Tommy Trimble, right? Mm-hmm where he was used more as a blocker in college, mm-hmm. but the athleticism is there in leaps and bounds. And so my question would be, do you want to use 39 there on Washington after you still have Tremble on contract? Yeah, position is strong. You still have Ian Thomas. You just signed Hayden Hurst. Signed and then Hayden you go Hurst. get Washington. So, I again, I, I kind of like investing in the tight end of the future. I just wonder if... Are you, are you getting someone just like you did with Tommy Tremble and hoping it works a little differently, the predominant blocking tight end you're hoping can turn into the receiving guy and do you just want to wait it out with tremble because we've talked about this a lot yeah. it takes a while for tight ends to cook yeah and so i'm not writing off tommy tremble as a guy that's never going to figure it out all right talking about tight ends hayden Hurst. he said that he wants to be the rookie quarterback's best friend and i quote tight ends are always a quarterback's best friend Hurst said especially for a young rookie coming in you want that reliable guy in the middle of the field where your vision is yeah. So uh, he said, but if you can have that guy, that reliable guy where you know he's going to be somewhere within 10 yards or going down the middle of the field and just put it up. That's why I came here. Do we think that he could have a Pro Bowl caliber season next year? Uh, I say yes. I think he's going to be targeted a lot. Uh, now, when you dig into the numbers, the tight ends aren't obviously targeted as much as the wide receivers. But I just think Hurst getting 52 catches in Cincinnati and that offense where so many guys had to eat, and he was still able able to manage that. He was a trusted target of Joe Burrow. Uh, I definitely think he's a candidate to make some noise in the uh, NFC at the tight end position. What you just said was a lot, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Hayden Hurst has a chance to be a pro bowler this year, is what you're saying. Yeah. For me, it would be one of those things where you would have at least a couple of injuries at the position to allow him to get in there. That's the only way I see it. Uh-huh. I mean, because you got to think Travis Kelsey That's is good. a lock. Travis Kelsey. Well, they still go by. They still drafted by conference though right the conferences still get it that's that's true so now you're talking about george kittle who's clearly a better tight end but injuries happen stuff like that but never know so so this that's that's the path though but kittle but then who else dallas goddard who is awesome for philadelphia but he has a lot of guys to deal with yeah but he even had even when so here's the good example about dallas goddard to bring into this Mm -hmm. because even hayden hurst got hurt with Cincinnati and still had a decent amount of yards. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Goddard, who missed like a month's worth of time. He only played 12 games. Goddard still had 700 yards. Like Goddard would have been flirting with 1,000 this season. Okay. So Goddard is somebody alongside a George Kittle that would both be ahead of him, and that's in the NFC. I don't know where Dalton Schultz is going to go. I, Dalton Schultz, he's been a more productive player. Yeah, he went to Houston. Did he go there Yeah, already? he went to Houston. So Houston is AFC, yeah. so... You're talking about AFC guys. Another guy that, playing with rookie, but he's in AFC now. No, but I, I like Dalton Schultz a little bit yeah. better anyway as a tight end. Yeah. You're talking about Hayden Hurst. You're going down the list as far as how many, what kind of yardage do you think he's going to get this year? Like 600? No, I think he could do more than that. That's a lot, man. I think he could do more than that. So what do you think Adam Thielen's going to get? Well, because you thought he was going to get 1,000. bring that up. All right, I said ahead. if he stays healthy... I said, I think he should with 17 games to do it. If he yeah. plays in 17 games and he can't get you a ban, that's not a good signing in my opinion. But, okay, 
But if you're going, if you're going a thousand for Thielen, you're going like six hundred, or or you're saying more than that. So you're thinking like seven hundred for Hurst. I think he could be in that range. So that's seventeen hundred. So now you're talking about what do you think Terrace Marshall is going to get? I don't even know if he'll be here. Well, he's going to make the team. You don't think he's going to make the team with the lack of wide receiver depth that you have? He, I mean. All right, so then you put it in those terms, perhaps, but I don't know that he's going to be a factor. Also, we didn't bring up Hawkinson, so we're talking about Hawkinson, Goddard, Kittle. Yeah, but he's... Hawkinson just destroyed Hurst. okay. 914 yards last season. Yeah, I think he got traded, for sure. But But then before that, though, he was not living up to what he was supposed to be. Well, I don't... The Hayden Hurst evaluation for you is very weird to me. I mean, you catch 52 passes in an offense full of great players. Like, that's really good production. And you brought up the injury factor. That's really good. Okay, but Hayden Hurst, over his career, hasn't done anything even close to what Hawkinson has, even for a, a full season. Like, Hawkinson, if you are trying to make Hawkinson before he... Get rid of the Minnesota numbers. Mm-hmm. Even before that, what is the big difference between Hawkinson at Detroit and Hayden Hurst? If you Because you are you were about to flirt with like the bus title with Hawkinson first rounder. Mm-hmm. And you did say that with Greg Olson when we compared his trade to the Carolina Panthers at that time mm-hmm. when Greg Olson put up a couple of seasons with more yards than Hurst ever has in his first five compared to the first four for Greg. Okay. And so like it's Hayden Hurst. I look, I like Hurst. I like the signing. It sucks that I have to talk about it this way because you think he could be a pro bowler and get 700 yards. But man, that is a lot. Those are lofty expectations for this guy, especially with a rookie lofty? QB. 700 yards for somebody that's never reached that before in his life. Yes. Mm-hmm. With a rookie QB. With a worse QB than you had last year in Joe Burrow. All right. And then as far as the Adam Thielen goes, that'd be 58 yards a game if he plays 17 games. Yeah. If you're not getting that from him, then like I said, that that that's not a great uh, stat. But, but- but yeah, but that almost proves the point against Hurst, though, right? Like, if you're so sure that Thielen is going to get a thousand, you're talking about two guys. Well, and I don't know what you think about DJ Chark. You know, I think they're going to spread the wealth a little bit. Seven fifty for Hayden Hurst is forty-four yards a game. No, I I understand you're saying. I understand like it's not that crazy, right? I mean, I like, I that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and indi- I'm saying individually on a per game basis. I know what you're saying, but then when you have to look, Terrace Marshall is going to make the team. If we want to go conservatively 400, right? If we want to talk about DJ Chark, I know we talked about him around the 700-yard mark, too. So if you bring in Miles Sanders, we think he's going to be involved in the passing game. I don't know what, three, four, five hundred 500 for him as well. Mm-hmm. Then you're talking about, I I mean, you do have tight end depth. I don't think Tremble is going to go for zero. Yeah. I just don't think there's going to be enough for Hurst to reach those type of numbers that you're talking about. And it's not Hurst's fault. It's a mm-hmm. good signing, yeah. real solid. But man... Those are lofty expectations. <laughs> okay. Well, just real quick before we go to break, when you talk about wide receivers over 30, because Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen has been putting a lot on social media, showing him working out for the Panthers. Just real quick, uh, a little bit of data. They said when you start to study receivers, uh, the peak age for NFL wide receivers lands between 23 and 30 as 79 percent of the individual seasons fall within this range it's a steady decline that takes place after the age 29 and just 6.32 percent of peak seasons happen after the age of 32 okay so we'll see if he's able to because i think the main thing for him is just going to be health so this is good discussion we're definitely going to pick this uh, back up and keep it going but when we come back we're going to be talking about the hornets the cba how will it affect them this is the weston walker show sports radio 92.7 wfnz mcdonald's is not new to chicken 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Going to the Garage Door Guru text line. KC Steve said, damn, Walker, stop killing the positive vibes, LOL. Trying to hold down this man, Hayden Hurst, not making a Pro Bowl. Because Wes says there is a possibility of it. 704 said, check out Hayden's rookie year numbers with the Ravens. Yeah, they weren't great there, but he got better. And that's why I don't want to clown. He had a 56 catch, 571, yeah, six touchdowns that's in his Atlanta. Best. That's his yeah. best. That's as far as statistically, and he probably would have and he would have surpassed that this past year. Like I'm giving him his flowers on that. He he didn't have many yards yeah, this past season. Games, yeah. So he did miss three games. So mm-hmm. he probably would have surpassed it, would have been close, but still good season. Um Looking at some of the other ones, Aaron from Mallard Creek, he wrote in, do we still have LaVisca Chenault as well? That's another one. Well, I don't know how much, it's an interesting one to try to evaluate too, because now you don't have a whole lot of wide receiver depth, especially if they don't take one at 39. I don't know what LaVisca's role is going to be, but you traded for him. And so if you traded for him, I don't imagine that he's going to be cut, especially with the way that he played when he got the opportunity last year, yeah, he had some moments. He was good. I mean, he was yeah, he was good in the role that was asked him of him. Try to find a way to get him involved. I agree. So I think some yardage it, it does go there as well, and I think that is only going to hurt Hayden Hurst ability. And so, what like, I guess some of this does go to your expectation on whatever the number one overall pick is going to be. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Do you think they're throwing for thirty five hundred yards? Because if you look back at last year, yeah, I could see that. So if he throws for 3,500 yards, well, you guys, Fiddy is making the stank face as well. You, So when we're talking about 3,500, I remember both of you were mad at me when I said it was easy to throw for 4,000. You know, I mean, 4,000 yards, there are about 10 QBs every single season. There are about 10, some less, sometimes more, but there are about 10 that throw for 4,000 every single year. And so now with 3,500, I think that's a fair number to ask for your rookie QB with an average to below average receiver group. And if you expect more than that's going to mean that's a big I mean, big so are you thinking about? Oh, I don't know. 20? Something like that. Okay. I mean, I think it's fair. I'm trying to be conservative. Mm-hmm. If he comes in and surpasses all that stuff, that'd be great. But I, I'm trying to just be, because at some point it becomes unfair to ask all of that from him. Mm-hmm. Because then you're just setting him up to fail. Well, if he doesn't reach 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions or less, yeah. then, okay, that's a Pro Bowl year from a QB. Close to it. Especially if we have all the injuries that led to Tyler Huntley being able to get into the Pro Bowl as a QB. I'm just trying to temper expectations. Because now it sounds like I don't like some of this stuff. But I do. I just don't think Pro Bowl is... Without injuries, without multiple injuries, if Huntley can make the Pro Bowl, then a lot of stuff can happen. I just think it's highly unlikely Hurst is going to get to the Pro Bowl this year. I mean, since 2017, you're talking about 3,500, there have been five 
rookie quarterback since 2017 to throw for 3,500. Okay. How much? What What were the numbers there that they posted? Justin Herbert went ham, forty three thirty six. That's it. Mac a, Jones went thirty eight oh one. Okay. Uh, and Justin Herbert did it in fifteen games. Yeah, Justin Herbert's crazy. I know some people. Thirty eight oh one. Baker Mayfield went thirty seven twenty five in fourteen games. Kyler Murray thirty seven twenty two in sixteen games, and Trevor Lawrence thirty six forty one in seventeen games. So we're so we're thinking about what should be the realistic number here. We're kind of asking for about thirty eight for a number I'd one overall say, pick. I'd say a good. Wait, you saying thirty eight hundred is is what a good ask of him is? No, I, no, not based off these numbers. You want to see him do more? I mean, there's only been six since twenty seventeen. So I mean, I would say, I would say a reasonable ask, and then if he goes over that, you're good with it. Uh, I'd say in the three thousand thirty two hundred range. I think that's a that's a that's the floor of oh, what you would want to, for solid. It's pretty low. So, it's not that bad. There, but but this is what I'm trying to say. Seven though. guys in the last five years. But if but this is what I'm trying to say though. If you're going with three thousand to thirty two hundred, uh-huh. and then you're trying to give Thielen all this yardage, you're to Hurst, do pie chart on that's well, that's tough. That's yeah. what I'm saying though. Like, but that that stuff kind of matters. If if it's only three thousand, then man, you got Thielen eating a third. If you think he's going to get to a thousand, or it's a bad signing. Now you're talking about like what? You get a bang, 30, you give uh, Hunter Hurst 17, you got 1,300 left. Now we're going to math class. Yeah, yeah. 1,300 left. Yeah. Chark. Yeah. Uh, now, Chark is the one that's a little bit of a risky proposition because of his injury history. Yeah. I mean, and Hurst has only played 13 games in the last two seasons as well. So right. we played there 13. Take with, a dig at my guy because I said something about his. I wasn't even being petty. DJ Chark has. <laughs> I'm not being petty either. I'm spitting facts. I wasn't even talking about that. I just said DJ that Chark, Chark has had some injury history. Clearly. DJ Chark has a worse injury history. I'm not. That was not uh, to be Hayden petty. Hurst played 13 games last year. Yeah. And, and the year before. But before that, he was healthy for the oh, most okay. part. Now you're gonna, wait, you said, oh, you said who? Why has it got to be that I'm hating? I'm just I'm literally reading the with the the games column on Pro Football Reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not hating. 13 games uh-huh. last season for Cincinnati. Okay. 13 games for Atlanta in 2021. 16 and 16 in Atlanta and Baltimore. His rookie year he played 12. I'm uh-huh. just on Pro Football Reference. I'm literally reading on air. It's probably not great. No, radio, no, no. I'm just saying. That's what I'm doing. You know, you you know, you had to get your dig in on on my guy. I'm I'm just trying to keep it a buck. You like keeping it real, right, Wes? That's what you want to bring to the show. I'm trying to do the same thing you are. And DJ Chark does have a worse injury history though the last couple of years. But it's a good point. Honestly, this does open up the conversation of Adam Thielen being over 30, Mm -hmm. DJ Chark having an injury history, Hayden Hurst missing three games, four games, each of the past two seasons. So you're talking about a – and Terrace Marshall (laughs) having a big old injury history. So now you're talking about all four wide receivers with a decent chance of getting hurt next season. That should be a concern that maybe we're not talking about. Yeah, see, about that's what I'm saying. You talk about who's who has the best chance to be available on a mm-hmm. game-in, game-out basis. Hayden Hurst looks like the best candidate there. Now you talk about Adam Thielen played 17 games last season, and he goes 70 for 7-16, but I give him a little bit of a caveat playing with Justin Jefferson, who gets all the targets in the world. Well, Hawkinson so, delivering. That's what I'm saying. So he had more guys to, to eat with as well. So I think that now coming to the Panthers, he's going to be 
the guy. So that's why I say you have to get a thousand yards out of Thielen if he's coming in as the de facto number one receiver and he's going to play if he plays 17 football games with the amount of targets that he'll get being the number one guy. There's no Justin Jefferson here. There's no TJ Hawkinson here to take away targets. He's going to be the number one guy. And then I think that Hayden Hurst will be the number two guy. It's 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 no hate to Hurst. I'm just trying to figure it out here, too, because it is interesting as well. If you just look at Hurst and what he could bring to the team, he did post the lowest yards per reception rate he ever has as a player mm-hmm. and you are talking about Hayden Hurst also here we are talking about Thielen over 30 Hayden Hurst is going to be 30 this season last year was a 29 year old year and remember Hurst was drafted as an older guy at 25 because he went and played baseball he did the whole Chris Winkie thing yeah. and then he came back and so now Hurst is a little bit older as well but again all this to say I'm glad they have an established tight end though yeah. because you'd be banking on Ian Thomas and Tommy Tremble and Whoever else, Steven Sullivan, was getting targeted last yeah. year, too. And so you clearly have a starting level tight end in a way that you haven't ever since Greg Olson left. And that is going to really help out the quarterback, whoever it be, may be, Stroud or well, Young. Yeah, and then you look at the the context of playing in a Cincinnati to where, you know, he's a guy, he's got 68 targets. So he made good on an overwhelming majority of those. But in that offense, you got Jamar. That's going to be your deep guy, even though he's a complete receiver. You got yeah. T that's going to be the 50-50 ball. They're going to go deep to him. So Hayden's going to work that middle on those hooks and, uh, you know, those flags over the middle and stuff like that, man. he's That's going to be his work right there in that offense. No, I that, think with the Panthers, they may have him being a little bit more dynamic. No, I, and I that makes sense to me. I, I wonder if you're going to see something similar with him here, too. And it's because you have a rookie QB where maybe you're not trying to challenge downfield as much if it's not a DJ Chark who is the burner on this team right now mm-hmm. right I mean there's nobody that I know you've had your concerns a little bit about his ability to stretch the field and I know you've referenced the yards per separation that he's accumulated 57th is what he's ranked at the same time he's your separator right now when it comes to stretching the field yeah and so he's going to be your downfield guy Hayden Hurst I would expect to have a little bit more of a yards per reception I don't know about Thielen. It is. It's interesting, though, as we try to divvy up these numbers, especially with our expectation, what is fair to ask of Stroud. See, it's it's funny here, too, because you're asking something lower than I am from Stroud. Mm-hmm. If you're the number one overall pick and you come in more polished than a lot of other throwers as a QB prospect, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, either one of those guys. Now, if it's Richardson, then OK. If it's Will Levis, sure, I'm, I'm lowering the bar there, too. But if you are a ball placement specialist and a very accurate QB with an offensive line that's good, and that can ring true for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, then yeah, I got loftier expectations than some of the other QBs that did not reach 3,500. Got you. I want to. I want to see you get to 37, 38 because that would be a hit, right? Mm-hmm. Like at that point, Wes, if you get. 3,800, good touchdown to interception ratio, whatever that is, that means we are feeling very good heading into a sophomore year. If he does like a 3,200 type of thing, how good are we feeling with that? Mm-hmm. You know, all of this is under the amount of games played caveat. Like we, we we know some of the understood circumstances here trying to project these numbers. But if you play all the games and you come in and we're trying to project you compared to some of the other franchise QBs and what they did, yeah. I would have seen something special from you. I can No, but I can see your statement about the 
the pedigree, though, because when you do look at some of these quarterbacks, now Joe Burrow, he went 26, 88, and 10 games, though. So when you look at the fact that to get to 3,500, it'll take you 242 a game. So he was well on pace to be 3,500 or better had he played 17 uh, games. But when you talk about the pedigree, I think Bryce Jones is a much better processor of uh, football coming out than Daniel Jones, even though he went to Duke. Uh, Gardner Minshew as well uh, is your other guy at six and eight. That's what goes 3,200. But then you start talking about some of the big dogs. Trevor Lawrence, 3,600. Kyler Murray, 3,700. And these are guys that are coming out of college. Now, Kyler Murray, maybe not as much. Well, and plus, Kingsbury, all he did was throw the football. Right. But Trevor Lawrence is the guy that, like I said, is, is a great comp to me as far as processing and uh, playing the position. So, yeah, 3,500 is not a bad benchmark because they did throw a lot in Jacksonville, too, because they were down so much all the time. So he had to do a lot of second-half throwing. Mm-hmm. I, that That's what I think all of us want as a Panther fan. Maybe not you. But all of us as Panthers fans, if you are one, you want to have that feeling watching Justin Herbert go for 4,000. And, oh, okay, you're telling me we're set up for the next decade? Mad cool. <laughs> like, that's what you want. How can we be set up to the point where there is not a question about it? You expect big things throughout the rest of his career. That's what you want to leave this ceiling or this uh, season, I should say, feeling. That's what you want to leave with. And that would be fantastic because after Cam Newton's first year, you got to remember he threw for 4,000 yards and he had all of the rushing touchdowns. The guy looked like an excellent talent. And next year he didn't throw for 4,000. He never would again. But with Cam Newton, you felt very good. You want to feel excellent after the first season. And comparing him to, like, Justin Herbert, some of the guys that have hit as your franchise QBs, you want him to even hit more than Mac Jones because people felt pretty good about Mac Jones after his first season. And then he wasn't very good last year. You know, you can evaluate him all you want to in different circumstances, but you want to have that franchise QB. And I think either one of those guys, um, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, can do that with some of the numbers that we've talked about. Yeah, so um, it's going to be interesting, like I said, man, to see uh, who puts up what. But like I said, I I like uh, Hayden Hurst right now. How surprised were you at Tony Pauline's answer about being able to replace D.J. Moore's production? Did you think that was a little too strong, saying that was close to impossible? Yeah, I did, because like I said, the data kind of shows that when you look at it, that he's not going to be as hard to replace uh, as as people think. Like, uh, check this out. Only three of the 15 receivers taken in the first round since 2018. That's Nikhil Harry, Jalen Rieger, and Henry Ruggs. Well, we know why Henry Ruggs hadn't done this, but have yet to post an 800-yard season in at least 13 games. Seven of those 15 have already eclipsed uh, 1,000 yards. And then, like I said, this past season, 12 wideouts under the age of 26 hit 1,000 receiving yards. That's the most uh, in NFL history. And two receivers, uh, as I said, in back-to-back seasons, 2020 and 2021, uh, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase broke Anquan Bowden's 17-year-old rookie single-season receiving yards record. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily guys will do that, but as far as just being able to draft a guy, uh, now, it's not going to be necessarily a first-round receiver, but I think second-round are guys that have first-round talent. Uh, I think you could do it and then really quick to point to like if you were to take a guy like a Josh Downs or a guy that's maybe smaller, uh, you know, from 2000 to 2010, there were 38 uh, 1000 yards receivers under six feet. And from 2011 to 2021, there were 62. So uh, you've got a chance, like I said, in the second round, I feel like especially at 39, those are guys that you're still looking at 
as right outside of the first round. Could have been first round guys. I think you could maybe find a guy uh, in that range at that spot that could come in and be productive for you from the jump. I would love to explore wide receiver 39. It's what I've been talking about quite a bit ever since they traded DJ Moore. I think Tony Pauline is right because if you look at DJ Moore, it's not like this is someone who wasn't good even prior to the season failing to reach 1,000 yards. This is somebody that got to 1,100 yards with Teddy Bridgewater as his quarterback, with Sam Darnold as his quarterback, and with Kyle Allen as his QB. I mean, all three of those guys, it did not matter. DJ Moore was hitting the century mark. And remember, that was also within a 16-game sample. So the past season, when you're going with even of those QBs that I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield was worse than all of them. He was worse than any other starting QB in the NFL last year with the time that he played here for Carolina. Of course, DJ's not going to produce. And then Sam Darnold came in. P.J. Walker came in. Not the best QBs in the world. DJ started to produce at a higher rate. And so when you're talking about even guys like Jefferson and Chase, exceptional football players, awesome prospects even coming into the NFL draft. Jefferson had a monster combine to help him out, being a part of one of the best wide receiver groups that we've ever seen come out of LSU. But at 39, you're not getting the chase or the Jefferson because those guys would be gone anyway. And I do think with some of those wide receiver groups that we've talked about before, those classes, every single year, it felt like it was more celebrated. Oh, this is the best class since this. This is the best class since that. This is the first down year that we've had at the wide receiver position in quite some time. That's why I don't think you're going to get someone to just replace all of those numbers And then, Wes, especially if we're talking about Hurst being close to a Pro Bowl guy, Thielen reaching 1,000 yards or else it's a bust, then I I sure think 39, at least this season, is not going to replace DJ Moore. Because at that point, you're talking about 3,000 yards almost made up between just those three guys, and we're not even talking about some of the other weapons you have. Um, Well, I don't know, because when you look at some of the guys that, you know, are some of the best in the league – uh, maybe not necessarily because just take a look at the leaders, Tyreek Hill. You know, he was a, I believe, a fifth legal round legal trouble pick. though. Legal trouble. That's true, but regardless, you still got him. I mean, at but that he pick. was Devonte Adams was a second round pick. Uh, but but what do they do their first season? Is what I'm saying though. Okay, right. Well, I'm just saying you can get a guy that can that could come in later Steph- on. Stephon sure, Diggs. I think he was pretty good, pretty quick, but, fourth round pick. But later on, maybe so. No, that if if the, okay, it seemed like your question. Well, Terry was, McLaurin hit pretty quick, and he was a third round pick. Oh, yeah. No, he was great. Yeah, yeah. and this is... This but you is, can find some guys. Right. I mean, I think DJ Moore is a good player, but I just don't see him like you You talking about like he's Julio Jones his first six years. That's right. I think he's Randy. <laughs> I, think, I think he's Terrell Owens. I like when we get hyperbolic about each other's players. No, I think, I think Randy yeah, Moss like. and DJ Moore are pretty much doing the Spider-Man meme with one another, and I don't think anybody at 39 is going to do it. That, it's just my point, man. Like, DJ, 1,100 yards with the QBs he's worked with. You're talking about a number one overall pick, really talented guy, but who's, who's going to get... Who's going to get what? I guess if you want to go just with Strictly last year, 900. T. Higgins. You're, you're saying as a rookie? I, T. Higgins was pretty good from the jump. No, he was. Yeah. So you can, you can replace him. But I'm telling you, there's different classes, though. Those classes were really deep. T. Higgins was viewed as a real first-round guy. And he also, That's what I just said. I said at 39, you're talking about a borderline first-round But the classes round aren't the same. You know that. You know the it classes depends. are not. But – 
I mean, maybe in hindsight. You get a guy in the second round, there's some type of reason why he failed. Nobody thought T. Higgins was going to turn into this big of a star. I thought T. Higgins was great. But you can't say that, though, about a second rounder. You don't know. Yeah, I look, anytime we do the whole, like, frequency thing, there's plenty of outliers. We could, like, that's the problem with that argument is, like, you're, you're going to find all of it. But, I mean, I'll, I'll bet you a lot of money that nobody's going to come in this year and replace what DJ Moore did. Like, I'll bet you a lot. It's not going to happen. You talking about Julio Jones? I, yeah. Stephon Diggs is a fourth rounder, went 52 for 720 and four tuds his rookie year. And that wouldn't match what DJ Can I did. Interest you in that? And that, but yes, but that wouldn't match what DJ did. No, but that's a pretty good rookie year where you could say this guy looks like he has the makings yes. of being a stud. Yes. So I'm just, all I'm saying is that you can replace him at 39. You, DJ Moore is not irreplaceable. This is no, not Beyonce. No. You can for, replace him with one of these for, rookies for a rookie potentially. Season, for rookie season. Yeah, you gave me Stephon Diggs as an answer who did not reach DJ Moore's numbers last year. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to talk it about in the future, sure, maybe you could find that. But rookie year, Stephon Diggs is an answer, and he didn't match what DJ did. That's what so I'm if saying. If you got a rookie that came in and did some of the things these guys did, you wouldn't be excited about that. Because no, all I'm that, saying that, is, who said you're changing it? All I'm saying uh, is year I for would. year. No, all I'm saying is year for year. Of like he I comes would. in, he goes 55, 7, 88, two tuds. As I would love team. it. Yeah, that's not. the But same. I know you're saying what he did last year: 63 catches for 888 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah, right. What? What did? I'm not irreplaceable. Not with those numbers. You're 150 short. Like you're talking about last year, what he did is not replaceable. Not this year by the 39th overall selection. That I, is. That's, a fair, that's doable. That's a fair statement. That's a fair. The guys I, you're bringing I, me are te- are not reaching those stats. Let's go Let's go to last. We can continue. 704-570-9610 if you want to text in on the Garage Door Guru text line. It's Wes and Walker. Whoa. One more segment to go. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Arguing about the wide receiver position during the break. Wes's point is that you could draft Tom Brady in the sixth round. That's and not. That's don't be to trying argue. to generalize me like that. I just said if you draft a guy that's a guy that he could come in and replace 888 yards. His rookie season. Yeah. Which he, there's not a lot of examples. Like, look, if you're asking, could it happen? I just gave you Terry McLaurin. No, he did. And my the big argument there too, though, right? Like. That's my that's my point. You can go with Keenan Allen. You can go with Terry McLaurin. There are plenty of receivers out there that were awesome, that were not first-rounders, that also had a great year. Like Marcus Colston is another T. one. T. Higgins playing with a rookie quarterback, 908 yards. Yeah, and T. Higgins was great. So that's a that's a great one. Like, if, if we want to go with the odds here, the odds are overwhelmingly in my favor. Overwhelmingly. It's not. 
And that's why, and that's what Tony Pauline was saying that it's not impossible, but that it's nearly impossible. And that's why I don't think what Tony Pauline said is wrong. Because if you're, if, I mean, if we wanted to go wide receiver for wide receiver that match DJ Moore's numbers in that wide receiver's rookie year, Wes, I'm going to clean you. Like it's going to be easy. If you don't yards, wanna, it's, if if it was better than if it was better on radio, then I'd smash you in that debate right now. Yeah. But it's not good radio. Fifty-two yards a game. Come on, dog. With, with DJ, th- no, find him. Find the guy not drafted in the first round. I have you plenty year. tomorrow. Okay, feel for. I, I honest, need the time, Wes. I know you do. You're gonna need. You're gonna need fifty years. No, I won't. <laughs> you got my God. You act like this dude is legit, like Moss or T.O. or like one of these type of guys. He's not. Like he's a good receiver. What? No, Wes. I'm acting like he got 1,100 yards and then 900. And three 100 yard yes. games that year. Three. Uh, but dominant. Okay. That's a dominant receiver. Did I say something that was wrong? No, nah, but you dominant? talking about he had 1,100 yards. He dominant? had three 100 yards. But you talk about DJ Moore. Like you, you talk about him all I'm the time. S- like he's this. Phenomenal Canton bound receiver. Real quick, can I speak about facts? Yeah. 1,100 yards his sophomore year. Okay. 1,100 yards his junior year. Okay. 1,100 yards in 2021. I'm not trying to make him out to be dominant. Like, I'm not saying anything crazy. He actually was a little, I mean, he didn't have many touchdowns. Cool. I'm not trying to make him out here to be Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or Julio Jones or Terrell Owens. Wes, I'm literally reading his pro football reference page. Okay, but, I'm what, but you, you yards. have been saying from the jump that you've been angry about the trade because they got rid of DJ Moore and how hard he's going to be to replace. This I'm just Jay-Z, saying he's... This is what you get mad at when people... No, all I'm saying is that he's not an irreplaceable player. So what I'm telling you is that based off of the receivers, you thought Stephon Diggs was a hit, and the dude was 150 short his rookie season of what DJ did in one of his worst seasons in the okay, NFL. Okay, so what's the argument? Because you keep moving the goalposts. Because no, then, then, then I can go to what does Stephon Diggs turn into? And he's double the receiver DJ Moore is. I agree with that. So that's what I'm saying. So, so, so I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. West. Is he irreplaceable because he's that great? Or is he just you're just saying that they can't find a guy that can get that kind of production? Which West, one is it? West, the, which one is it is the thing that you said at the beginning when you talked about Tony Pauline's question. What you asked him was, can you get a 39 overall selection to come in and replace DJ Moore's numbers this season? He said it was not impossible, but nearly impossible. And I disagree. So, uh, no, clearly. So you tell me what you think, though. I know what Tony Pauline said. I, what do you think? No, I'm. I'm very confused. I feel like this whole I'm debate. I'm asking you a simple question. Wes, I'm going to answer if you let me. What I'm telling you is, I am. This whole debate has been sparked by me agreeing with Tony Pauline. What do you mean? Like I right. agree with Tony I, Pauline. I get that, and I'm just saying DJ Moore ain't that nice to be sitting here acting like he can't be replaced. So, I'm saying they can find a guy 39 and replace it him. Rookie season. If you're talking about Stephon Diggs, no doubt. If you get Stephon Diggs and then he gives you all the production afterwards. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Maybe you do find that. Cool. But it took a little time for Stephon Diggs to cook. I don't think there's anybody debating that. So that's another question I'm asking you. Are you saying a rookie to come in and do what he did last season? That's what I'm asking you. To do what he did last year. Wes, we can end it all by betting all the money we want to right now. I will bet you right now that the 39th overall selection will not give you 800 yards and seven touchdowns. Well, if you know that, yards, eight hundred yards would be twenty above what DJ did. His if you year. know that, then you should not be working here. You should be an NFL GM because you can see talent that we can't see. Because I just told you that T. Higgins, with a rookie receiver, went for nine hundred yards, sixty-seven catches, and six touchdowns his rookie year. 
You can replace a guy with a second-round receiver that could come in and get 800 yards. I just gave you one with T. T Higgins, and I could give you more tomorrow. So that's all Wes, I'm saying Wes, to you. you if you really believe that, that there's no shot, then you it. should be Wes, a GM. Where's your money? Where's your money? Bet what? Bet that the 39. I don't know who they're going to take. They might not even take a receiver at 39. But if they do, if they do, then the bet stands. Okay. Let's bet on it. Okay. Whatever we want to, all right. That's great. Fitty, write it down. And make sure that he I'm with that. You should be a GM. Season. Well, I mean, yeah, you should be one by saying the 39th overall. So it, that doesn't make any sense. You're saying It the, does. What? Because you're sitting here saying the NFL draft is, is a crapshoot. You never know what a guy could turn into. This you could prediction. pick a receiver at 39 that could turn into a Hall of Famer. You could pick a guy that could be selling insurance in four when years, but you don't know. When have I ever So that's what that? I'm saying. To say that it's not so, that, it, so that it's nearly impossible for a second-round no, receiver said, to get nearly, 800 yes. yards, that is ridiculous. So, Wes, this is the argument that I bring back as soon as I entered the segment. You are doing the whole Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. Yeah, you could. You could draft a, you could draft the greatest of all time in the sixth, gra- the sixth round. New England did it. Like that's yeah, nobody's saying it's impossible. That's that's the thing about it. You get your list of receivers, I'll get mine, and then we'll see who okay, has but more. But you say you agree with Tony Pauline. The man said it's nearly impossible. Yes. And yes. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Well, and that's okay. Like it's just so weird. Yeah, Wolf Wolfpack James, I hear you. Yo, D Rob says he agrees with you. So D Rob is agreeing with you, Wes. And we'll see what happens. But I'm glad we bet on it. I'm gonna be what what we need to figure out the bet. Fitty, maybe you can figure it out. And then we can go to the Kyle Bailey show afterwards. Did you want to do one on this day Great in sports debate. history? Great debate. Uh sure, why not? Let's go to on this day in nineteen eighty three. On opening day at Shea Stadium, pitcher Tom Seaver makes his first appearance back with the Mets since he was traded in 1977 as he combined with Doug Sis to shut out the Phillies 2-0 on five hits. It was Seaver's 14th opening day assignment, tying the record by Walter Johnson of the Washington Senators. Also on this day in 1993, Donald Williams scores 25 points to lead North Carolina to a 77-71 win over Michigan. And like Chris Weber, Wes needs a timeout after that debate. All right, 7.04. I don't. I love it. It's great for the show. <laughs> I'm with it every time. Uh, I'm going to leave to be a GM because Wes thinks I you should. You should be. It's Wes and Walker going to turn into Wes and Fitty tomorrow because I'll be gone getting a GM yeah. job. It's also the Kyle Bailey Show coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.